me a favor. Stop leaving your kids in the car and then shopping. That's bad parenting. It's not a good look. Johnny Cash and that all black Told my friends that they all laughed I wrote be yourself in the hallway Spray painted in all caps Cut myself and I still bleed Religious people don't feel me We got nominated for some award But I don't care cause I'm still me And I'm living life uh, I got no room for the old me Welcome back to another episode of These Two Girls Podcast Where we share our views on life, love, and everything in between With your hosts Candy and Cheyenne, welcome back, guys. Welcome back, guys. Welcome. Okay. And I'm excited, guys. Why is Candy always excited? Exactly, and <laughs> right. But we're like, oh yeah, why is Candy always excited? Does it really sound like I'm always excited on every? No, episode? no, no. What you're when you get excited, oh. it's because we have a guest. Oh. Okay. Yes, guys. I mean. We have a guest today. A special guest. My special guest. Yeah. No, it's not big, y'all. Don't get too excited. But it's one of my dearest, dearest friends. Um, we grew up in church together, homegirl that grew up in church with me. Um, she wanted us to, her introduction was, I asked her, like, what do you want us to introduce you as? And she mentioned some crap about some black beauty, some dripping in finesse. See, this is the problem. Uh, whatever. This is the problem a on, you know, black on black <laughs> crime. Always a hater. Yeah. So the guest is really y'all. The guest. Don't be a crab in a barrel. Okay. Do you want me to say your name or not? Can I say your okay, name? Go. Can I do that? Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Dig me up. Dig me up. Dig me up. All right. We got my doll, Audrey Hatcher. Uh... Hey y'all! Hey everybody! <laughs> Welcome to these two girls. How does Thank it feel you. to Thank finally, you. to finally, you know, roll with the big dogs? You know? Oh my gosh! Like I'm so nervous to be on the podcast. You guys are like celebrities. Don't <laughs> like not. celebrity status. Okay. First of all, I just want to give honor to God, who's the head of my life. Okay. All right. Secondly, shout out to my mom. Oh, okay. Sorry. We're not giving you an award. You're not winning anything. Oh, sorry. I don't get out much. So, yeah. That's okay. Whatever. So, yes, y'all. This is Audrey Hatcher. She's our guest for today. Audrey, what do you do? Um, yeah. No. I, a, I, um, live in charlotte north carolina and okay. i am a manager kind of like a sales manager so i've got different reps that go out and sell first aid products to other companies and so i coach and develop them and make sure that we're hitting our sales goals oh all right well, sounds like work yeah it is work yeah do you enjoy it do you day. like it I do enjoy it. I do like it. Um, but primarily, I mean, I love business. I love management, uh, working with people, helping to see them be successful, right? So they take their money home and they feel good about what they've done that day. And I feel good about having had a hand in it. So right. to what I've been wanting to do and what I've been working on and keep keeping, good. keeping with the corporate climb, you know? So <laughs> that's, that's good. Just as long as you're enjoying it and you like what you do and... That's that's great. So, 
Shout out to you for that. Yes, I could barely get through this business degree that I'm also doing on the side. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Well, I can't do the medicine side. So, you know, we all got to do, we we all play our part. That's right. Right, right, right. We all play our part. Yeah, so All right. oh. we just did our mother our Mother's Day episode and I don't know about mm-hmm. you guys. Um well I don't have any kids. Candy, you got any kids? No, I Audrey, don't no, I don't have any anything you want no to No babies around here. My okay. womb is empty. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Well, so you know, I mean, every year around Mother's Day you see these posts of mostly like mothers that are, you know, younger in our age group gap and they're you know they're saying stuff like they're posting like their kid and they're like oh you know um you know their kids being their whole life you know and that they've you know like oh my life had no meaning before you right and i'm just like well damn your life had no meaning (laughs) like (laughs) nothing like, oh, I can't, oh, I can't yeah. relate. I can't relate. Right. And I, I notice I it every Mother's Day. And I'm just like, girl, is that, that's it? That's, it's a lot. I mean, it's cute. Maybe it's a copy and paste yeah. kind of thing. Maybe it's a copy and paste kind of thing. You don't think they really the mean color. that oh. their life had no meaning? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> delete. Delete, 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 delete. <laughs> no, um... I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's some truth to it for some of them. I, like you said, I just, I can't relate. I just, um, I just don't, I just don't see how me having a child. I've. <sighs> what do you say, Audrey? Let me hear what you have to say. I think it. I mean, I think it is interesting. Um, I definitely cannot relate because, um, like I said, my womb has been unoccupied, <laughs> and I happen to think my life has plenty meaning but um there are some you know when i think back on other young women that i've known that have just wanted and craved and desired to be a mother Mm -hmm. like well that's that was what they were after so Mm -hmm. maybe for those um women they they did feel incomplete without having kind of accomplished that Mm -hmm. or been able to do that um but I, I do struggle a little bit with it because then I meet women who are older, maybe like more so mentors in their 40s, 50s, and they're trying to rediscover themselves because <laughs> right, they feel like right. once they had kids, their their kids became their whole life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's their practices and it's their sports and it's their activities. And they're like, well, what happened to me? I set right. me completely aside. Um, so I think there's, I don't know, there's just something in there that makes me nervous, um, with women maybe losing themselves in motherhood and then later maybe even resenting it only cause I've seen it happen. And yeah, funny nice. you mentioned that, um, I was going to ask you guys if you watched, um, the Red Table Talk, it's a show with, um, Jada Smith. Smith, Will Smith's wife, and her mother, and her daughter, and the episode that I watched today was on self-loss, and they were talking, not self-loss, but dealing with loss, and the different things that, and the different loss that they've had to go through, so like Willow was talking about, um, you know, she dealt with cutting herself, and and suicide, Mm -hmm. and you know, that was Willow, 
And then Jada dealt with, spoke about how, you know, losing Tupac and losing a really close friend recently. And then she also spoke about self-loss. And she mentioned how being a mom for her was one of the hardest things. Like, she lost herself in being a mom for the last 20 years. She said she, she, she just was not she wasn't as happy as she wanted to be. You know, people would ask her, how are the kids doing? They're good. They're smiling. Everything is good. How's Will doing? He's good. He's successful. He's doing his thing. But did no one would ever concern themselves about her. You know, like she was just lost in the whole mix of things. And she was just even saying too that she remember being into fashion. Like that was her thing. And it's just now she's picking that up back again, you know, like finding her sense of style again. And I'm just listening to her, and I'm just like, those are some of the things that 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 make me nervous. That like is you mentioned, you know, twenty that years is, that of is, losing yourself. I mean, twenty years. Well, so the, yeah. I, what I think about though, do you think that's maybe an old time thing where women weren't really able to achieve a balance? Do you think maybe this millennial slash what is this new generation now? X, Y, Y. Gen Z. Z. <laughs> Gen Z. Yeah. yeah, the babies, they Z now. Do you think, yeah. like, our generation onward and maybe a little bit before us are able to find a balance in terms of being more adventurous and trying and not letting things stop us from doing what we want to do? You know what I mean? Do you think that might be a difference? I, th- I think we will see it. I think we will see a shift. You know, when I think about historically like you said in previous generations or just especially even thinking about the black woman she was always last right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you think about culturally you cook start you cook dinner you right you go to the market you buy your food you come home you cook dinner you feed your man mm-hmm. you feed your kids you know woman serves her plate last you know yeah. make sure the kids have everything they need you know my mother didn't finish school, didn't finish college while I was going to school because it was more so about me and making mm-hmm. sure I had what I needed. And then when she was older and when I had moved on, then she went back and got her degree, right? How many times do we see, you know, people going back later in life because mm-hmm. these women felt like they couldn't do it. They had to focus on their children. Um, and when I look at my friends now, while there are still some people that are like, oh, my kids light up my life, which I'm sure they do, right? I'm sure <laughs> mm-hmm. they do. But I also I feel blessed to have friends close enough to share the realness about motherhood. Right. Right. And, you know, it's not always roses and ponies. And when they're ready, somebody's staying home with the kids and they're going out, right? Like, I need a drink. I need to go out or I'm going to go on a trip or I'm going to go, you know, pursue this additional certification, or I'm going to go for the job promotion. I'm going to do these things all while being a mother. And so I think it's still going to be a superwoman, um, you know, mentality maybe, but it's going to look different for us yeah. than mm-hmm. it did for our parents. Yeah, that's, I agree. I think that's that might be the difference. That maybe gives me a little bit of hope versus hearing <laughs> that Jada story, you know, like 20 years, like, man, that's, yeah but there's this this girl i also follow on instagram i don't know if you guys ever came across this girl named christmas christina bright Mm-mm. well uh-huh. she's a she's a millennial mom and i follow her like if i ever become a mom 
I would like to look something like her. Look like because her? <laughs> interesting how Body she wise. moves. No, no, just oh, okay. how she moves and what she does. Oh. And 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 you know, although you can't believe everything on social media, um, right. I definitely like what she puts out there, her truth, you know. Um, she talks about her depression stage, she talks about just being a mom and having her son, her junior year of college. And um and she does say that whole thing about, you know, her son changed her life, blase blase, but she did say that there were points where she didn't know who she was anymore, you know? And she had to she had to pull herself back up and figure out, okay, how I'm gonna how am I gonna do me and be me and true to me and still um be a mother to my son. Mm-hmm. And I see how she's just you know, not the not she doesn't fit in that mom box like people like to put you in. Like, why is she out all the time on the road? Why is she wearing that? She's a mom because you know people still do that, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> people still do that, um, and she doesn't fit that box. And I really, I really like, um, I really like how she moves. And one of the things she said that I wrote on was that self awareness is the key to personal identity. So you have to realize that hey this i'm i'm depressed i'm why am i depressed why am i feeling this way you know and pull yourself back together again yeah and i really like how she she did that and how she moved so christmas check her out y'all have y'all seen the show there's a series on netflix now called the letdown and (laughs) i think the name is really funny it's about uh uh, well, it's mostly focusing on this couple. It looks like they're like in Australia or something. It's one of these foreign films. And they okay. they just had a baby. And it's just showing like their struggle as a couple. Are they married? Yeah, they're married. Mm. And they're married. Are they? Wait, yeah. Whatever. But they're, you know, their struggle with this new baby and especially from the woman's end you know how (laughs) she's like struggling to sleep first of all and you know they show her like driving this baby around the block she's even like on the corner of somebody's like drug corner trying to put her baby to sleep (laughs) and like to do anything yeah and then how she can't get her husband to really do much you know and he's like caught up in his career and it's the part that really stood out to me was there are parts where she's trying to like join back her friend group you know and try to be normal mm-hmm. but she ends up bringing the baby with her to like a birthday dinner or something no it's just no yeah i saw that episode I, I haven't watched the whole series i'm trying to catch up but i did see that episode and i think you're talking about cheyenne and is yeah. it the one where she where they were at the the I think it was a dinner. Yeah, the dinner, and she had the baby strapped to her, and the baby was crying throughout the whole the whole dinner dinner time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that it's... made me cringe. Have you ever had? I will say this. Mm-hmm. I will say this, and I haven't seen the episode, but um, like I said, I do have quite a few key, uh, friends with young children, and we've had mm-hmm. conversations about how they feel sometimes excluded Mm -hmm. from their Mm -hmm. friend group. If a lot of their friends don't have kids and they're going out and doing things where they can't bring their children. A lot of my friends don't live where their family is. 
So Mm -hmm. it's not as easy to leave their child with a grandmother or grandfather or aunt or uncle, you know, and it's hard maybe to always come up with a babysitter or even to feel comfortable leaving your child Mm -hmm. with a stranger or somebody new. And um, what I try to do or they hope people would do is create or invite them to or come over for more family-friendly things, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I have a, a good friend that I might say, Oh, let's go out for a drink. Or wait, are you home with the kid? I'll bring a bottle over, right? Mm, I'll mm. come over and <laughs> hang out with you so you don't feel like, dang, I got to find a babysitter in order to go to the bar. Like, do we as non-child-rearing friends, like, really think about or try to accommodate those people? Can we do better as friends to them? Well, then. Well, well I know with, with my, f- go ahead, try. Well, I was playing devil's advocate. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Um, she loves to do that by the way so I mean yes I get your point I think if you have friends you think your close friends should try to accommodate you because they care about you but I think you have essentially excluded yourself from these activities and I should not be forced to do this I, I don't know yeah, I mean, you don't have to live your life at Chuck E. Cheese, you know. Right. <laughs> just, just here and there. Or do you ever say, like, hey, let me babysit for you. You and your man go out. or You know what mm. I mean? Like, I want to help you kind of get that time if you want it. Now, for the ones who, you know, their world revolves around, maybe they don't want to leave their house or leave their child. But for right. the ones who could use a break, like, I don't know. It's just something I've been thinking about lately. Dang, like maybe I could offer to babysit for a couple of hours now. I don't, I honestly don't feel very comfortable with um, infants. And so I don't really know if I should be left with anybody's child, but I've been trying to figure maybe like two, no more than three hours. You know, we may be able to make it work. How often do we think about offering? Don't get me wrong. I, I definitely do that. I have some friends here and we've been friends since on the island with school. And so she got pregnant. She's married. She got pregnant down there with her husband. And ever since they had the baby, I've babysat for them a few times each semester. Like if their anniversary comes up, I babysit and let them go out. Just last week, I babysat on a random Thursday night so they could go watch the Avengers, you know. Aww. So, you know, so That's yeah, good, I mean, I, don't I know I'm, I'm talking mm-hmm. a lot of mess, but I'm <laughs> not that terrible. <laughs> but yeah, I does, know I'm definitely not that terrible. But it, it you I'm, know, I'm babysitting. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm terrible then. Okay, so it's me. I'm just saying, no, you idea for myself. Maybe well, I you could. know. Um, but also, if, if you're not yes, essentially, if you're not comfortable with kids like that anyway, it's not going to be something that comes naturally to you to just volunteer anyway. So, I mean, that's something that you can slowly work yourself into if you want, you know. Well, sometimes I think about it because, I mean, I I am married, right? And, like, at some point, kids and motherhood, parenthood is on the agenda, and I don't really feel that comfortable with babies. So part of it is like, well, maybe let me test it out. Let me see, you know, the kid survives, doesn't break anything. That's a good sign. Well, they it's say that it will, uh, it will come to you. That, you know, that motherhood sure kind of so. comes to you. Like, and as you, like, I think like women 
as they're pregnant, they become more and more responsible. Like, I see it. So, I'm in the OB-GYN rotation now. And I see it in these. I don't know what's up with Augusta, but everyone's pregnant. And <laughs> there are a lot of teen pregnancies here. It's the weather. And, the weather. <laughs> yeah. And then, so, there's. You can see it in these young girls. Some of them. They're, like, 14, 15 and pregnant. And all of a sudden, they're super responsible and, you know, on mm. top of their stuff and they become mothers, you know. And that's not always the case, but I've, I'm seeing it happen, like, in the last couple of weeks that I've seen a couple of them a few times. But then you see the, you mm-hmm. know, the guy comes with them, you know, the, the boy comes with them and he's still a kid, mm. you know. And they're He's still, still losing life. Yeah. Yeah. But this, you're um, forced into this, you know, new person anyway. So it's it's an interesting thing that our body and our mind does with motherhood. Well, but, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. since you're exposed to, you know, the baby side in the medical sense, and Candy, you're maybe more so exposed to family life from the social work side. Um, mm-hmm. Are either of you very exposed to? adoptive parents and kind of what that transition is like because you don't have the same 10-month process mm-hmm. hormonally yeah, right yeah. so um that bonding and how to create that level of relationship or responsibility um for an adopted child is something that i'm very curious about because i have interest in it um so just kind of wondering if either of you have been around that candy no. okay um, well, f- well, I'm, I'm, I'm a godparent to, um, to adopted kids, godparents, oh. I say grandparents, godparents, yeah. God. um, and, um, I've seen the transition. It was a bit, you know, rough at the beginning Well, they were younger children. Um, but it's much better now, but that mom that did adopt them, she has a heart for kids like she always wanted children um she works with children and it was just something that she's always wanted so it was it was easier for her to to dive into that you know she's taking care of her nephews and raising them and so now she wanted her own you know um and i and i just see where it, it it looks good on her like she makes it work the homework the the transportation the the ironing the I've doing the hair like she makes it work yes. <laughs> that's that's not that's all dream in the kitchen it's not me <laughs> sorry um yeah and i just see where she makes it work um and and I and I guess that's a good point in terms of what Audrey is saying. With you know, you you didn't go through that whole ten month process yeah. with this child in your tummy, your bonding. Um, and I think it all depends on age. Like I can't imagine adopting a, a teenager. Um, I think I, I, I think that's a rough part. I've seen the foster care area for that, and I've just seen a lot of because uh, on site where we work, we have a foster care department, and that's that's normally the the toughest area um Mm -hmm. it is and they they don't get as much love but when people do try to you know become their foster parent it it sometimes is not it's rough you know so i think it all depends on the age group you're trying to adopt 
and just what you're prepared for mentally you know yeah just just be ready you know so well, i don't know, I don't you know. Were what do you see say it again you would adopt Shane? oh yeah and i think um and i feel but she like she said a teen she said a teenager more so, more so i think i would adopt older older to teenage kids like because I feel like they're the ones that kind of get left behind in the system a lot because people are afraid to do yeah. it. And um, yeah. I feel like they just, they need a home and love just the same, even if not even more at that point, because they've already yeah. been scarred and, you know, from different things. So, yeah, I definitely, yeah. I think I would be open. I'm definitely open to adopting older kids. Um, mm hmm at some point later on when I'm stable enough to <laughs> maintain that life. <laughs> My the doctor I'm yeah. with, she has two girls of her own, but they just adopted a four month old. Um she's four months old mm. now and they adopted her back in December, like from birth. And you know, but I think it's there's I can't really answer that question for you, Audrey, because she's already been a mother, so she's you know, maternal instincts have already been yeah. there. But I don't know right. anyone that's right. like that has adopted just straight up and never had kids before. But I think it would, you know, it would, there would be a learning curve. I think you would have to just really, like Candy said, know what you're getting into and be prepared mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When so, I was a, a teenager, mm -hmm. I was kind of working on this debate. Um, I had to argue either for or against gay adoption. I don't remember which side it was, but I was doing my research and I was thinking, you know, because of my Christian and cultural background that I already knew what the answer was in my head. And so as I'm doing research on stats about adoption, foster children in the system, I remember vividly coming across the statistic that said uh, there are so many children that need homes and so many churches in America that literally if one family from every church in america mm -hmm. adopted one child right follow me one family for every church adopted one child there were literally no children that need home wow and that blew my mind right you know here we are as christians with such strong beliefs mm -hmm. of doing mm -hmm. god's work and you know dominion over the earth and loving people and loving god's children and it's just one family per church big church or small took in one child no children would be without home wow. and that blew my mind and ever since then i'm like i have to be that one family like i i gotta right. do my part um and so while the day may come when my womb is occupied <laughs> i know for a fact um i'd love to be a blessing and be blessed in that yeah. way and i too would prefer not a baby maybe more like a five-year-old or i just got to get past potty training you know yeah. <laughs> um let's just get past that <laughs> i need you to use your words communicate with me right, what is it right. you want, food? You want right. food you want drinks you want sleep what do you want um but i i just ever since i learned that it's been on my heart yeah. All right. So, I mean, at what point are, are any of you planning to have kids? Now you can think about that while I answer. Like for for me, I you know earlier we said we can't relate to these women on our social media and our other friends as much because I chose career path over 
you know, settling mm-hmm. down early and having kids early. And a lot of them didn't plan necessarily to have kids as early mm-hmm. as they did. But for me, you know, I can't imagine what my life would look like right now with a child because of oh my where my goals are and what I'm trying to accomplish. And when I look at it, I don't perceive myself having kids even in the next four or five years. What about you guys? Yeah. Um, well, for me, um, so I know that growing up, you know, a lot of, you know, young people or peers, you know, they, oh, I can't wait to grow up and get older and, and have kids. You know, that wasn't necessarily my agenda. Um, and I think as I got older, you know, it kind of changed. Like, I wasn't sure if I wanted to have kids or not. Um, maybe because I've worked with children and I've now worked and I'm working with the parents. And, uh, um, and I can see some of the back behind the scenes stuff Mm -hmm. and it kind of, you know, changes my perspective on things. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm not really sure where I am with that. I just know that first off, if that is even going to be part of the plan, I know I need to be married first. So I I can't be out here in America trying to raise a child by myself. (laughs) I do remember you saying that, Candy, that you didn't want kids at one point. I remember you like being very adamant about it (laughs) yeah you know and i did take that back because i'm like i don't want to be i don't want to be selfish like i don't want to get into a relationship with someone and they that's what they want they want to have kids and i'm over here like i don't know this has been shut down it's not happening you know um i i don't want to think like that um and then i don't know things things may change um you know every year new thoughts come into play yeah. new things happen so you know um it may change right right you know um although you know um so that may change but i'm still still playing around with it there are lots of things um that that i just think about you know um i don't like to gamble with Having children, like, you just don't know. <laughs> you just don't know what's going to happen. Like, you just don't know how things are going to turn out. Um, yeah. The pregnancy also scares me, you know. We, we lost someone in our church, a young girl, um, a couple years back um, that died um, while giving birth. That scares yeah. me the most. So the older I get, it's like, am I going to make it through mm-hmm. um, this pregnancy? Like, it's it's you know i know people say pregnancy is a miracle like it's a giving birth is a miracle like it's a big deal to me it's such a big deal to me like i do not take it lightly at all at all well and after talking we'll talk about the uh the medical aspect of it (laughs) oh yes you have you have some facts for us that's right go ahead dream um well, it, it's definitely something I think about from an age standpoint because now that I'm 30, I, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I had backed into wanting my children to be out of the house by the time I was 50, okay? <laughs> so I had kind of put it in my head, you know, me and my man, we're going to be maybe late 40s going into 50, and we, we're going to restart our whole life again, right? Like, we're going to be out, we're going to be in the streets, we're going to be traveling. <laughs> and so I wanted to be young enough 
to be able to kind of experience that fresh wind of an empty nest. Um, mm. So I'm running out of time, right? I'm running out of time now that I'm 30 <laughs> and there's no womb. Yeah. Um, there's no, no occupants in my womb. So I think I'm, because I like candy for a long time, was like, I don't really have to have a baby, right? Like I'm not, I have never desired pregnancy, even to this day. I've never desired being pregnant. Right. I do have a lot of fears and concerns and just kind of thoughts around babies and motherhood and all that that kind of psyched me out, but I've been passionate about adoption. But it was amazing going through the dating you know, season, how controversial the topic of adoption can be when you meet a man. Hmm. And that's hmm. a passion of mine, so I always brought it up early in dating and to hear some of those responses it was like oh well you ain't gonna work you know what don't worry it Um, (laughs) so it kind of got to the point where the agreement was okay we can adopt but also let's try so uh knocking on that door um here pretty soon because if i'm not pregnant by 32 it's a wrap because i'm gonna be able to do it um and be done by 50 so it's gonna be adopting at that point (laughs) Well, see, yeah, you've put that limit on yourself. And I think, you know, yeah, Mm -hmm. 50 sounds good and sounds young, but you're going to be as young as you make yourself at that point, right? Like when we get older, if you keep yourself young and keep fit and active and don't let yourself get old, you know, barring any other serious illnesses, then, you know, if you're even 54, 55, that's not a big deal, you know? You can still. Yeah, but when you do the math working backwards, then that would put me pregnant at like 36, 37. Yeah, and then at 36, 37, Uh you would be uh, officially considered an elderly gestational pregnancy. Exactly. And I don't have that to do. (laughs) So they changed. (laughs) They used to call. So over 35, right? the medical field considers you to be advanced maternal age, but they, that was the official name before. Um, but now they've officially changed it to elderly gestational age. And That's I'm crazy. like, 35, you're calling me elderly. Okay, cool. But Tomorrow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So right. the, yeah. the thing about it is that when you hit 35, you're, um, your risk for having a chromosomal abnormality or a baby with chromosomal mm-hmm. abnormalities, so Down syndrome and Patel's, Edwards, all those other ones that are not as popularly known, increases. Like, I remember sitting in my genetics class in med school, and the, one of the days he's having, he's showing us this chart, and it's just like, you know, increase the risk for Down syndrome. And then, you know, you're at 20s, 30s, and it's like a steady a steady curve and then as soon as you hit 35 the the line just shot up to the ceiling and I was like I remember sitting in that class and being like perplexed like excuse me because at that point my life plans were just was to start having kids at like 35 because you know I had the typical oh me and my husband gonna live our lives for a bit you know right right, alone and then have kids but then i was like hold on what the heck is this but now at i'm 29 and i still as i said i don't perceive (laughs) being able to have kids before 35 at this point and Mm. 
I'm going to try to be objective for y'all because I need to maintain the level head as the medical professional. But pregnancy is scary, okay? Like, the stuff that <laughs> yes. I see, I'm just like, this is... I Every time I go into a delivery and I see the vagina open up, I change my mind. I'm like... <laughs> You know what? Schedule me for this C-section. And then I go into a C-section and then I'm like, oh, heck no. This is ridiculous. Mm, yeah, I able to do it. You know, so yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. And then, it is. then you get gestational diabetes. Then you get chronic hypertension, okay. preeclampsia, eclampsia. You can have seizures and die. And you can have all kinds of things. Infections. Oh my goodness. Blood die. <laughs> It's a real, it's a real, it's a real deal. I, I, yeah, it's true. It's scary. I mean, I think about those stuff, especially when Cheyenne shares them every now and then. Not that she, you know, (laughs) freaked me out that I changed my mind, but honestly, from when I I remember from when I was younger and I had this conversation with my mom that I hope by the time I get older and I'm ready to have kids, that the whole pregnancy thing changes. Yeah. Like something changed. Like it's not as painful. It's not as long. You know, I just was just hoping that something would change to make me want to do this for 10 months, you know? And I'm here, I am 30, and it's the same. And, and yeah, we just should looks, be able to transport the baby outside of I thought that something like that would be happening by now. Remember Xenon, yeah. the warrior print? Like, I remember watching those shows and like, okay, you know, we good, you know? I'm going to get older and it, this thing is going to be figured out, you know? But it's the same, it's the same long process. It's the same painful. It's just, yeah, it has, I haven't seen where it has changed. Well, you know. I'm not excited. Okay. okay, so I'm right there with y'all, right, in fears and concerns. But do you find yourself getting baby fever? Like, you catch yourself oh, sometimes, yeah. and like, mm-hmm. what are the things Listen, that you up? When, like, a little, there's like, it, mm. it's, it's not really like a, if it's like a baby that's like a couple months old and they're doing that babbling or that laugh, I swear to God, I'm <laughs> lactating. Like, <laughs> it's crazy how much that triggers me. And I'm just like, you know, it's stupid. So I'm gonna be the other one on the other end because no, that I don't, I don't get that at all. Um, I don't, I don't, I. It doesn't. When I see the little babies in the baby clothes and you know everybody like, oh, it's so cute, I have another baby, and I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. You see baby clothes and you feel the need to want to have a baby or another baby no it doesn't it doesn't do that for me if anything i think of kids it's probably when i see them older and they're helping their parents out and doing things for their parents then i'll probably be like okay yes i need to have a child because i need my child to be taking care of me like that oh you're trying to buy my house (laughs) that's what i'm saying that's what i'm trying to do so that's probably the only time i have that fever because i need that kid to turn around and and, and, and hook their mama up. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't get that gushy, mushy feeling. I don't like, I don't get baby, like, infant fever. Y'all know how I feel about that. But if I see, like, a four-year-old, like, that's maybe reading, right, or they got some little glasses on, and they're having, like, <laughs> a dorky conversation with their little voice, and they're, yeah. like, super smart little kids. Just, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, let's sit down and have a conversation about life 
I want to tell you everything I know, <laughs> right? Like, I get excited. I want to hang out with those kids um, or specifically, like, teenagers. Like, I have a bunch of, like, little protégés and mentees, you know, from high school, and we'll go kick it and get ready for college, like, those types of things. I'm like, dang, it would be really cool to take them to college tours and that mm-hmm. type of thing, but that's so many years down the road that I don't right. feel that when I see an infant at all. No, no. And you know what? Honestly, like, if I, be, you know, if I do become a parent, like, I think I'd be like a dope parent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, because of, well, that's what my child would allow me to, but I, I'm in, I want to be into everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would be the one that you're going to prom, we're having a pre-prom party. Like, you're going to first grade, we're having a first grade party. You know, you're going to... Like, that's me. I will be that doing too much parent. (laughs) Yeah. Saying like that. One-year-old birthday parties, like, this kid will (laughs) be... No, maybe not the one-year-old party. Like, I'm not for, let's take our child to Disney World at five months old. Um, (laughs) One-year-old, I see that. No, that's not me. Let's wow. slow down a bit. I see those pictures and I'm like, we're spending all this money to go to Disney World at one year old. Oh, cool, no problem. Um, that's not me. I don't think they pay um, at one, but because they can ride. <laughs> oh, no, rides. I'm just, but it's for them at one. But they can't yeah. even get on the rides at one. You know what I'm saying? But when you are able to, best believe we're at all the theme parks. Like we're, it's our bucket list. Our bucket list is theme parks. You know what I'm saying? Like we're, I that's that's the type of parent. <laughs> Like I know, I'll what be, if you have a scary kid that doesn't like rides or heights? So that's what I'm saying. It all not depends dark. on the kid. Because like my <laughs> sister, my younger sister, who has been rolling with me since she was like how old, she is so boring to me. <laughs> you feel me? Like she <laughs> is not into the excitement. She is just boring. I always tell her, my like, dang, Cam, you so boring, you know? <laughs> and she looks she, bored she all always, the time, though. She looks she, like she's bored right? with everything. <laughs> and every time I'm like, okay, I hope that she's going to grow out of this stage and it's going to change. But every time I do something, she looks at me side eye like, really, yes, Candy? She does look at you side eye. <laughs> she always, I always get, I mean, and I always say to her, you know what, my child is not going to look at me side eye, okay? My child is going to be right there dabbing with me, okay? Mm. Or something, I don't know, but I, so this is when I do look at the parents, you know, that I do want to be like, so like Christmas, you know, and I'll see her with her son, and they're making like the cool videos, and they're doing their little thing, and he's like, you know, I'm like, that's what I want, you know? That's what I want, but I don't want to sit at the table at 7 p.m., 9 p.m. doing homework with you. <laughs> I don't, I don't right. want to, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know. I think that's the big thing that pushes my clock back as well. Like, I mean, career is one thing. I have a lot going on there, but it's more so lifestyle right now. Like, I can come home and take a nap if I want to. Right. I can go out after work and kick it all night if I want to. Right. I can be completely irresponsible. Like, I can go out of town this weekend if I want to. I can buy myself whatever I want. Like, I have a lifestyle where there is not a human being literally depending on me. You know what my mom and, calls that? <laughs> you know what my mom calls that, Audrey? She calls that selfish. <laughs> <laughs> 
What? <laughs> she calls that yeah. selfish. I've had that con- this conversation with her, and she says that I'm being selfish. I think we can be selfish sometimes. I think there's a period right. of life I don't to have, be selfish. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I feel very selfish you know? right now. In fact, <laughs> I barely have enough time for myself at this point, much less. <laughs> <laughs> right, you got to right? schedule in self-care. Right. Like, you know, I, I, know I for, just sometimes what? I come home so tired, and I'm like, I cannot imagine if somebody uh, like mm. needed me to review homework like I cannot imagine and I sometimes will ask my friends you know I sent them love for Mother's Day because I'm like how do you do it like how do you do what you work just as much as me you know how do you do it and they're like how do you do I don't it? even yeah. think about doing it right it just it's got to be done wow. and so um while I'll make jokes and kind of about poke fun at mothers like there's definitely mm-hmm. a level of admiration and respect oh yes because oh, yes. they're doing something i can't even imagine and fix my mind mm-hmm. around doing i don't know how they do it yeah what okay I give mom's mad props last yeah. question we'll wrap up soon what do you think is the scariest for you what is the scariest thing about being a parent like that you think would be the scariest thing Don't all ones. <laughs> oh, for me, self-loss. Just, just losing, um, losing myself, um, or or a death of a child. Mm. I mm. I don't want to have to bury a child. I don't want to have to see a child behind bars. And yeah. all of those are three things. But those are my three fears sorry if you know that's too much but it's just losing myself having to bury a child and just having to visit a child behind bars like i would not be able to sleep at night knowing that you are in prison yeah and those are my three biggest fears of becoming a parent for me i'd say my two biggest fears the first is just really not equipping my child to be all that they can be and explore every possibility. Like mm. when I think about the amount of careers and hobbies and passions and skills and gifts mm-hmm. that could be on the inside of my child, like, do I have enough time? Do I have even the knowledge to help them really explore all of those things? Mm-hmm. And step into and walk into their purpose as early as possible. Um, So that's a fear, just kind of Mm -hmm. really being equipped to equip my child. And the second one is um, that having a child may create distance between my man and I, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about love and relationship and marriage, and I think that, um, I would absolutely want to be in a strong marriage and relationship as I bring in a child and rear a child in this world. And so I do see some people um, start to distance or drift apart as mother and father and everything becomes about the child and they don't have any romance mm-hmm. left. They don't have time to each other. And then, you know, the child leaves 18 years later, 20 years later, and they're talking about divorce because wow. they don't know life together aside yeah. from raising a child. And so um, I think maybe that's a little bit out of the scope of child rearing, but more about being a parent that there would be love lost, 
you know, between my husband and I. And mm. that would be the reason why. Okay. Y'all are deep. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Sands like, it'll hurt. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I feel like I, one of my biggest fears is that I'm going to be like a big wuss in delivery. But uh, besides that, <laughs> besides that, okay, um, I think, and this comes again from my medical standpoint, and they always say like medical students have like medical student syndrome. Like we think we have every disease that we learn, even when it's not actually <laughs> possible. Like, but I just have a fear of having a child with some crazy disease that now mm-hmm. becomes my life and it becomes right. their life, you know? And yeah. that is one of the things that, cause you know, you can test for chromosomal abnormalities in pregnancy and there's some degree of accuracy with that. But mm-hmm. outside of those things, you know, different other things that cause mental uh, disability and other physical disabilities, you know, that mm-hmm. stuff scares me a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but. Um, well, hey, I, I do have a question on that. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we from a research standpoint on being able, able to manipu- manipulate chromosomes and genes like is that still research is that something that's on the cutting edge and how do you all even feel about that i don't know where we are on that research i i'm not up to date on that i believe to some degree if you're doing in vitro fertilization you can do some testing i think that's a possibility but then mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. there's the ethical part of it that people are debating now is that when you do right. have an egg and a sperm come together and make an embryo, and then you do this testing and see that, okay, this child has Down syndrome, what's the ethics on terminating the embryo? Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same kind of debate along the lines of abortion. And so they're still considering that life has started oh sorry that is loud and um so yeah so that's that's one of the debates that's still going on i don't Mm. really know where they are about that one yeah i just remembered seeing a few years ago where they were like oh they're doing research where you can be able to choose if you want a girl or a boy you know those types of things and there may even be some genes or chromosomes not maybe not chromosomes but genes tied to you know hair color eye color those types of things and i know it's just kind of starting out but I there think celebrities was a are lot doing of that yeah i'm not sure <laughs> I, i'm not really sure they're all having twins and they're all having them how they want to have exactly. them I mean, I'm saying J-Lo, Beyonce, the list goes on, so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, well, that was our, that was a great conversation. It definitely unfolded into different ways than we imagined it. I really enjoyed that. Um, right, that was good stuff. Too. It was very uh, yeah, enlightening. Cool. Um, so, anyone want to share their, what mood are you in this week in terms of music? Mm. Uh, I'll go. Uh J. Cole's new album is my stuff right now. I like Motivate. That's mood all week. 
And also the fact that Drake released this uh, tour dates has made my entire mm-hmm. week. I'm ready. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Dream. What you listening to? Yeah. Me? Who? Oh, well, me, I'm not, I don't, I don't have anything. I think I just started, I, well, I just started listening to the J. Cole album. I haven't really let it sit in. I don't have any favorites yet. Um, but that's impossible. I just started listening to it. I didn't. I haven't been listening to it hard as everybody it. else. I, I know that my sister, my sister is bumping it. Like I was riding in the car going somewhere with one of my friends, and he was playing the album, and Camilla was with me, and they're both reciting the lyrics to all the songs, and I'm looking at my sister like, really, Camilla? This is this then. is what you're. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm Catch doing up, it, man. So I know that. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm checking out. Other than that, I don't really have anything else I'm really listening to right now. Okay. For me, I just kind of stumbled into this song called Playing With Me by Kyle featuring Kelani. I don't know who these people are, but uh-huh. Spotify recommended the song um, Playing With Me. And I've been bumping that. And. Um, for my ratchet side, nice for what? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Drake, <laughs> so you know. Why that kind of be for your ratchet side? Huh? It's for like, my what? ratchet side. I mean, it's because <laughs> of that Louisiana side. beat. It's that twerking, you know, I'll just be in my room. Right. Yes. You know? yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm yes. here for it. I am here for it. I'm here. Yes. Yes. That's what's up. Yes. Well, Audrey, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you for coming. Well, thanks for having me. This was pretty fun and honestly a really cool topic. So thanks, ladies. Yes. Hope everyone enjoyed. Yes. So as yes. usual, guys, follow us on Instagram at these two girls. Please share mm-hmm. our page. Share the episodes with your friends. And as mm-hmm. usual, we're open to feedback. Tell us what you think. You know, do you have some friends that have kids? Are you a mother? that has kids and you feel like your life is stalled or you feel like, hey, I'm living my life. I don't care what y'all want to say. <laughs> my kid is my life, you know. <laughs> I hear you, girl. But, you know, share us. Uh, do you boo-boo. Do you boo-boo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, thanks for listening again. Thanks again, Audrey, for being with us. Uh, Candy, holla at you on the flip side. Yes. We'll see you next episode, guys. Bye.